welcome back to another episode of the Christian Sages. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. You're doing wonderful. All the Thetans are gone today. Did you deal with your Thetans? My operating Thetan levels flying off the roof. They are. They are. I, I can imagine it must be amazing that your Thetan levels are probably like really just so low that it's beyond reasoning. You're probably like a level four right now instead of a level three. Yeah, actually, I haven't paid that much money to get there. But... <laughs> you have to. I mean, honestly, you can't get to a level three. Was it uh, when I was doing researches, they said that to get to a level three Thetan, <clears throat> or actually, it's a different term. It's like OP or something. What was it? It was uh, uh, it's OT. OT. Operating, operating Thetan. So your operating Thetan level to get to like a level three is over $100,000. Well, that's when you find out that Xenu uh, exists. That's right. OT3. That's, that's right. a big level. That's right. Xenu, who I don't know I would... if he's got, he's not God. I mean, they do talk about how when you reach that level of operating Thetan, that you will actually come into contact with God. They call it uh, the eighth dynamic, which is uh, infinity. And that when you reach the eighth dynamic, then you can come into contact with God or the Supreme Being, the Creator, uh, which is his definition of infinity, which is pretty much the Force or And once you start, yeah, once you start, you might as well keep going because they sign you to like billion year contracts. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, because the Thetan is immortal. And you're really literally lives on forever. Honestly, he really robbed a lot of ideas from... Uh, he, he robbed a lot of ideas from Hinduism and Buddhism. There's a yeah, lot yeah. of mixture, very similar to the Force. Honestly, uh, for, for those of you who are just tuning in, and I didn't actually explain this, we're actually going to be talking about Scientology today. <laughs> we just went right into our conversation here. But we're going to be talking about Scientology today, um, continuing with our uh, series on cults, or just, if you don't want to call it cults, the differences between other religions and Christianity and where they differ. Because a lot of these religions, particularly Mormonism and uh, Jehovah's Witness, they are synonymous with Christianity. A lot of people's thinking that they're just sects of Christianity when they're not. Well, Scientology is pretty much just, it's like Star Wars, really. It's the Force. It's, it's, it's if George Lucas had said that Jediism is actually a real religion. That's exactly what Scientology is, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it's very true. We kind of, like you said, we started out just talking. People were probably about as lost as in that Tom Cruise interview <laughs> at the Scientology Awards. Dear Lord, like, if you, I mean, if you're out there and you're listening, watch <laughs> Tom Cruise's interview where he is explaining what Scientology is. It makes absolutely no sense. Literally no well, sense. It comes from an actual Scientology, his award ceremony. And Tom Cruise... Literally, he actually saluted a portrait of a dead psychopath, uh, sci-fi writer. He goes up on stage you said a and dead gets this psychopath? Is that <laughs> yeah. of a sci-fi writer? It's like he actually saluted like Ted Bundy. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I mean the funny thing is actually Charles Manson. Uh, they asked him about if he wanted to join Scientology, and he said it's too crazy for him. <laughs> Too crazy for Charles Manson. That's that's crazy. All right, so let's get started. Yeah. Honestly, it is. It, let's get started in how Scientology came to being. 
Um, I'm sure you'll have some more information than I have. I've just got kind of a basic overlay like I did with the last uh, two religions. Because um, honestly, I'm calling this a religion at best. Really, it's just, it's it's a scheme. It's kind of like yeah. a pyramid scheme or I'm going to sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, which I can't remember the guy's name that actually was selling people the Brooklyn Bridge in like the early 1900s. It's the same kind of, or 1800, whatever it was, 1800s. It's still, this, it's the same kind of thing. So it's a money making cult. It is. It is a money making scheme. It's a power grabbing scheme. It's it's in every way, shape, or form a cult. It's not really religion. And they had to go through a th- over a thousand. Uh, what was it? Over a thousand law- lawsuits. Or lawsuits. Yeah, in twenty five years of litigation before they were finally uh, acknowledged by the government as an actual religion or a church, which is crazy. You should, if you're a church, you shouldn't have to do that. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, it was the found. mind bend they put you through takes years to get over. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it was founded by L. Ron Hubbard. He was a science fiction author. He has the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for the most amount of books published works published works with an author. So he holds again. I think it's over five hundred actual works that are published under his name. So he's published over about roughly a little over five hundred books, and that's the Guinness World Records for publications for one author. He served in the Navy during World War II. He commanded two ships. He was removed because he was found unfit for command because he (laughs) fired on an island that was Mexico's. And he also fired on a Japanese submarine that no one else could see. (laughs) It's so bizarre, man. It's very bizarre. The Church of Scientology gives weight to his career by by saying that you know his service in the military gives him weight and credibility, uh, but and that they believe that the injuries that he sustained during World War II gave him again. We're getting back to injuries. I don't think he was hit in the head with a rock, but it's that it's that <laughs> kind of thing where his injuries were partially responsible for his ability to see the truth of all things. Like that literally, but there are no records that he was ever injured by the Navy. So the way they get around that, like they do with all things when it comes to Scientology, is they believe that the Navy actually falsified his records because he was he was actually a, a secret agent. Mm. So he was like, the, you know, a secret agent. Seriously, it's, yeah. I, you can't make this kind of stuff up. It's, it's funny. Okay, throughout the 1930s and 40s, he wrote and dove into the occult, including hypnotism, uh, studying other religions, particularly cultic practices. Uh, anything that was considered unconventional. Uh, in the 1950s, he wrote Dianetics. And uh, from Dianetics, then uh, a couple of years later, which Dianetics was supposedly originally a scientific idea, which where you are studying um, negative thoughts, really, that, are, that, are, that you're dealing with inside of you. It's really, really, it's just pretty much positive thinking. In a lot of ways, it's going in, yeah. in the thoughts that you're the negative thoughts and negative experiences that you have. You're going in and you're and you're dealing with those negative thoughts and experiences and you're thinking positive and you're trying to internally change your way of thinking, which in turn changes your way of life in, in, in a nutshell. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. And we'll get into that later. Um, and then from that, a couple of years later, he decided that, no, this wasn't a scientific thing. But it's actually a religious thing. This is actually a religion and not a scientific principle. So he switched from being scientific and thinking, which you know, Scientology, to the idea that it's actually a religion, and Dianetics is like right. the foundation of that. What What actually made him upset was he, after Dianetics, uh, there were he 
had people who were taking his stuff and they were say, taking parts of it. They were splintering off and he hated that. So he, they started cracking down on that. And one of the ways is to say, no, this is actually a religion. Yeah, well, he, he had originally tried to get it recognized by the medical community and they wouldn't recognize it. So he was angry about that as well. They must have seen the picture of him auditing a tomato. <laughs> they may have. I was wondering about that. He determined that tomatoes have feelings and they scream when they cry. Well, <laughs> I mean, in, I mean, it gives VeggieTales more credence for those who are, <laughs> yeah. who are Christians. You know, Bob, the tomato needs to be audited. So those of you that well, we're talking about auditing, what, what we mean by auditing is that through conversation or through what is called an e-meter, which is really just a, a dumbed-down version of a lie detector test, of a polygraph test. It helps people recall their past traumatic experiences to help them get through it and to help them deal with those internal issues and, and negativity that come from those past experiences. Now, the e-meter he would attach to people, and they would ask you questions like, tell me about your father. And then if you had a response to that, then that would symbolize, let them know that there was an issue because you had a, your body had a response to that. Very similar to wh how, how you, what a polygraph does, because that's all they're doing with a polygraph is they're measuring your, your, your responses to the questions to see whether or not you're lying. Right. Doesn't actually work. And so this can't actually tell you whether there's a problem. It just lets them know that you're having an internal response to that, which then helps them, which was the initial idea, helps them get kind of to the root of the matter. Right. So it helps people get through traumatic experience or dealing with memories. This is called clearing, clearing out all of the internal problems, memory triggers, negative feelings. The e-meter works like a lie detector test. It tells the auditor what phrases and words trigger bad feelings. So pretty much like we said, uh, it's really just positive thinking, cognitive thinking therapy. It's really what it is. So in essence, what Dianetics is, is just really that, that the doctrine of positive thinking. Which honestly, right. I can see on it. I could see why this would attract people, and particularly in today's world, because a lot of people are really into that. The the positive energy, man. You just need to send me your positive energy, and I don't want any of your negative energy around me. And people are really into that. I mean, the hippies, in particular, well, were real, are are still into that, and a lot of people are still really buying into that idea of this positive, positive thinking and positive energy, which is really yeah. very similar to this. Yeah. yeah we when you think about how they get into it, it's really like the self-help aspect. It gets people in, and they're very vague about their beliefs when they get people in. Yeah. And they basically tell them they're going to help improve their communication skills, their communication levels. They immediately start, like, training, and then you start getting indoctrinated at a low level. And uh, Tony Ortega, who writes a lot about uh, Scientology, he said they use, like, looking up dictionary words. Yeah. to sort of start indoctrinating them and looking at clay models, and then they begin to audit them harder and harder um, until eventually it gets to the point where you're paying like ten to uh, 50000 per level. Yeah. Yeah. It's very – what, what you really start out with is you're paying it's, – it's a self-help. It is self-help. It's kind of like yeah. what, what Christians do. <clears throat> You know, you come in and, hey, we can help you with alcoholism. We have programs to help you with that. We have programs to help with uh, um, divorce and loss of a loved one. And we can help you deal with grief. And, and it's, in essence, paid counseling only. The difference is, is that these people aren't certified. 
they're not certified at all. So it's you're, right. you're paying for counseling from uncertified counselors. And I'm going to make a statement that is going to cause people to want to hang me. We had a tendency to kind of do similar stuff in the charismatic movement. We weren't paying, but we were always, we were doing a lot of counseling that we really weren't certified or trained to do. And, and I want to hang you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that, that the counseling was wrong, but, you know, somebody's dealing with, uh, um, you know, okay, they were molested as a child. Yeah, we can help them with their spiritual walk, but honestly, they probably really do need an actual counselor, someone who's trained to deal with people who struggle with that. And who, you know. Yeah. Who, and, and well, some... there's, yeah, there's so much we can do, but you have a, a Neil T. Anderson is a yeah. Christian uh, psycho- uh, exactly. psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. But he really gets down, and what they do is they get to the heart level of things, but they are trained to ask these questions. Yes. And what they find a lot of times are, are that the issues um, are not always um, just psychological. A lot of times That's right. they'll find demonic things. In there. Oh, and absolutely. And, absolutely. It, and so, so the, the thing is with uh, a Christian psychologist who, who really knows what they're doing, we have some at our, our, our church who, who uh, work in psychology and they're professionally trained. And it's interesting to talk to them and just kind of see what Well, I they... think that's important. I, I mean, I do believe in the demonic, and we're going to get into that here because in a way, um, Scientology has ripped off that from Christianity too. So you see where they've – where you, you're going to begin to see where they've ripped off Buddhism, Hinduism, uh Middle Eastern philosophies, and where they also have ripped off Christianity in some ways, and and kind of molded into one giant monogamy of an idea. But and I agree with you. I do believe in demonic things. I do believe that people are demonically oppressed, and I do believe that that a lot of what people are dealing with sometimes are demonic. But I also believe that there is counseling that is needed. And sometimes we tried to counsel people that we really just should have sent to a counselor. You know what I'm saying? Right, Be yeah. that a trained counselor. I do believe in right, Christian and counselors, but yeah, and that's that's what these counselors do. Is it's yes. basically determine, okay, does will this help? Will medicine actually help, or will do we need to go deeper into this? And is uh, the gospel is freedom in Christ? You know, well, everybody, if you take it or not, you need freedom through Christ. But um, yeah, but there are ways. I mean, it's not just a simple, just here you go, read a Bible and and you'll be straightened out. No, and I just really feel like sometimes we tried to counsel people that we just were over our heads a little bit. And I believe that God gave us, you know, God gives people the anointing. God gives us the anointing to counsel people. But sometimes I think people need more than that. They need people that are actually trained to deal with certain things, that know how to deal with certain things. But anyway, I digress. It's a completely different conversation for another time. But now we're going to get into the craziness of Scientology. One so, more thing before we okay. move on from Elrond's uh, okay, okay, life, his background. So they brag about how he was the youngest Eagle Scout, Eagle Scout in Boy Scout history. Yeah, and that, like that's something super special, you know. Like, like we're like, you know, like, why do you love Elrond Hubbard? Well, he was the youngest Eagle Scout in Boy Scout history. The funny thing about that is. Boy Scouts don't even keep records. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he was an actual Eagle Scout, but they don't keep records of, like, hey, this guy did it when he was 13, or, you know. Honestly, he lied about a lot of stuff. Like, he said at one yeah. point in time in one interview that he, like, traveled the world and was, like, uh, sleeping, living with, like, people in Africa, and he never did any of it. it was my my favorite lie. things, though, were definitely that he bombed a 
unseen submarine that oh, nobody yeah. else saw. <laughs> and also bombed Mexico. So that's... The bombing Mexico was great. He was just like 100 years too, early, too late was really what it was. They like had him strapped down. Like, okay, we're... we're we're, we're strapping you down the rest of this trip. Like, in, in all of recorded military history, <laughs> in American military history, has has a commander who was commanding two ships ever been removed from command? Not because, <laughs> not because of, like, be, not that he didn't get anybody killed. It wasn't like he made some decisions. Literally because they felt like he really just was unable to command. He was just that bad at it. Like I mean, honestly, I don't think that's ever happened. I mean, what if he hit a tomato? I would have, I would have really <laughs> given him a hard time. That's the, like the bombing Mexico. Like it's World War Two. What are you doing in the, what are you doing in the Caribbean Sea anyway? Like just imagine like some, you know, Mexicans there just hanging out and they're like, you know, wondering what's going on. Yeah, no, it's crazy. oh El- Elrond, yeah. great writers. What is this? Yet. Yeah, the science fiction writer who wrote science fiction novels. It's so bizarre. So, okay, so let's get into the weirdness here. So, once he made this switch from a scientific view, from the Dianetic scientific view, which they still obviously promote Dianetics, but when he made the switch from the Dianetics, the positive thinking, to the to this to to it's a religion, then he came up with this idea that there is such a thing as an immortal soul, and it's called a Thetan. And everybody has a Thetan. Well, the Thetan is immortal and it lives forever. So therefore, the trauma, it, you are literally a reincarnate. In other words, you're reincarnated. So the Thetan is reincarnated into different beings. And that's you. And you're reincarnated throughout history. So your past life trauma also affects you. Mm-hmm. So now, not only do you have to deal with the auditing of your current life, but you actually have to pay to have your past life audited. And I'm not making this up. This is literally what they believe. So the past trauma, let's say that you were murdered in the 1800s, and you can now be dealing with the pain of being murdered by your wife in the 1800s, and so you need to pay $1,000 to be audited to get rid of the, fate, the, the problems in your Thetan from what happened in one of your past lives. That's literally what he believes. So <clears throat> now it is a religion. And then he decided, this is when he decided that for some reason when it's a religion, it's different than when it's scientific, that now it's a religion, you should should have to charge for it. It's like, I can see like Tom Cruise being audited and they're like, (laughs) in your past life, Tom, you were Adolf Hitler. And he like yells like uh, Luke Skywalker when... Doc Vader that. tells him he's the father. Like, no, that's no, impossible. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though, isn't it? Their headquarters yeah. are in Riverside, California. Uh, they actually tried to. There's a road that goes right by their compound. They actually tried to get it shut down so that nobody could go near their compound because they didn't want people. Because it's a cult. You're right. Not, so you're not allowed to go there. Uh, they now these are all hearsay. Apparently, there are pursuit teams. That if you try to leave, they're they're out. They go out to try and bring you back, and if, you know, even with force. Obviously, these these are rumors or things that have never really been substantiated. There's stuff that have been people have said has happened, but they've never actually had. This is you know actual evidence that they can bring to court. Uh, you can't talk against the church, which all cults are like that. Or other members, they have witch hunts. Uh, they have other members turning in each other. Very similar to Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnessism. Right. Uh, from what I understand, yeah, there's a 
join. There's a snitching culture culture. there. Yes, it's required. And they'll bring you in and they'll interrogate you, quote unquote. Uh, Like totalitarianism. Very much so. It's tactics. So if they think something's going on, they'll interrogate you till you confess on your partner. Like they'll lock you in a room. Uh, They make the kids work there and they give them some par working conditions so they don't make any real money. Uh, they don't have anything, and they're not allowed to really go out and get another job because coming into contact with anything that it, that could possibly make you uh, not like Scientology or disagree with Scientology is not it's it's not allowed. Very similar to Jehovah's Witnesses. Child <clears throat> uh, abuse. So yeah, it really is. So their belief in the soul, the Satan is immortal, and that their lives are not confined to one lifetime but to multiple. Um, they believe that the soul or the human being is literally capable of anything if you reach the the, the highest the higher levels that you go uh, and your your operating thetan levels go up the more you're capable of doing um, which communing with a godlike being leaving your body traveling through the universe in your astral form uh, manipulating the world around you including matter they believe that you can reach a level of operating Satan where you can manipulate matter, literally have superpowers. Um, so, so you could talk to tomatoes. You could talk to tomatoes, which is what he did. So he obviously had reached that third level. Uh, the, they, they believe in eight uh, dynamics that drive us forward. The first dynamic is self. And all this is about survival because the first yeah. dynamic of self is the is this is the effort to survive as an individual. The second dynamic is creativity. Creativity is making things for the future so that you can survive. Um, the third dynamic is group survival, that you're all trying to survive together. The fourth dynamic is the this, this species. In other words, you're trying to survive as a species. The fifth dynamic is life form. This is the urge to survive as a life form and to help other life forms survive, such as animals, birds, and insects. Fish and vegetation, which is why he was auditing the tomato. Um, the sixth dynamic is the physical universe the physical universe has four components these are matter, energy, space and time so he had the infinity stones before there were the infinity stones Uh, that is to the sixth dynamic is the urge of the physical universe to survive using the infinity stones Um, so Thanos was actually a Scientologist the seventh dynamic is the spiritual dynamic obviously we don't really need to get talking to that it's anything spiritual by nature the eighth dynamic is the urge towards infinity and this is where you can commune with God and become one with the universe Uh, very few people actually make it there so you can see how they really do kind of rob from Hinduism from Buddhism this idea that a lot of different yeah there's like one universal force that we're all part of and you can reach the level through instead of through meditation and and through denying yourself the pleasures of the physical world communing with that oneness of being through this it's through paying them millions you know thousands of dollars so that you can deal with your negativity and then you will reach the level of where you're able to commune so well the thing is with a science a sci-fi writer the yeah. most and he's written the most sci-fi in history, right? Right. Um, he part of being a there's sci-fi actually, writer. Or there's even, actually an award every year given out. The L. Ron Hubbard and somebody else. Oh my award. goodness. L. Ron wrote, uh, but part of being that and like a historical fiction, I've read a lot of that. Right. Part of that is being able to take parts of truth and bringing it in and adapting it yeah. to make a make a story kind of flow. But yes. this. 
so you you don't just make up a bunch of of course I think Elrond probably did make up stuff that never existed before. Well, he did a but, lot of... I think he just stole from a lot of different religions, really. I mean, the the Thetan thing is just his science, science fiction word for... I mean, Thetan sounds like a, a you know a 1950s science fiction term. You know. You know, if it, if it was just that, though, if it was just he wanted to do some sort of uh, mind help thing, you, you know, but... The thing is, if he simply had some odd beliefs, who cares? Right. But the way they do it with sort of a bait and switch that you don't even learn about the craziness, the Xenu and the right. all the other stuff and we'll until until later, yeah. you know, it's it's like it, who cares, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very true. It starts out as this kind. Of, that's how they draw you in. It starts out as kind of like a self help thing. And, and oh, then that they, sounds they, great! Like ne- positive energy, and you're helping me deal with the negativity in my life, and making me be more positive. And yeah, I'll pay I'll pay some money for that if I have it, because I, you know, everybody wants to be more positive, and everybody wants to think more clearly, and it's helping you deal with the negative thoughts in your head. And even the Bible talks about how, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That the, we are well, transformed about, by the um, renewing of our minds. So that's a principle. Right. That's a true. Well, think principle. about this. Uh, I mean, and with with the Bible, it would be really focuses on the word of God and conforming to the image of Christ. That's right. Whereas this, what we're talking about here is this is so self-centered. Oh, it absolutely I mean, is. that's why so many, uh, Scientologists, so many celebrities are into it is, I mean, you walk in Jay and it's all about you. Well, let's that's figure right. out you, let's figure out your life. Let's figure out who you were in the past. Let's figure out what negativity is going on in your life and your life, you know, that's right. And they eat it up. So it's, absolutely. of course that's, and that yeah. makes sense. That's why, you know, it is all about you. So if it's all about this. You're the center of everything. Right. Now, in order to progress, which we've talked about, you need to pay for every level you've got. Well, really what you're paying for is the auditing. And the cheapest level that you can obtain, which I think is OT1, uh, is $2,750 worth of auditing. Because you have to be completely cleansed or cleared. In order to rise the ladder of rise up in the ladder of operating Thetan, so in order to reach a point where you are cleansed enough to be at operating Thetan level one, it's usually around two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. So once that is assuming that you're not still wrestling when you, you know, because you could pay a lot more than that. Yeah. If you if you get to the oh, we got to do it again. Yeah, exactly. You oh, oh, you still got some. Oh, you're negative, or which is why Tom Cruise is always happy, which is why you very seldom see him negative, because if he's allowing his neg, and we'll get into what they believe these negative, where these negative energies come from, but if you allow this negative energy, oh well, you got to go back and you've got to be cleansed again, you got to be cleared again. Well, my theory is Tom Cruise is actually mind controlled, and if a key word is actually spoken, he'll like either freak out or jump on a couch. He's like, he could. you know, he there's, could. there's like this center or maybe it's a chip that's sort of controlling him. Right. But now I think you, it's like a word. Oh, it could thing. be. It could be. He's like the Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Like Jason Bourne, like the real Jason Bourne, only instead of, you know, becoming a master, like assassin, he becomes a moron. Starts acting ridiculous. <laughs> it's kind of like this hit. Well, they did say that he got into, you know, that uh, L. Ron Hubbard studied hypnosis back when he was yeah, creating yeah. all of this. So maybe, they, you know, maybe that is part of it. So Yeah, the, that's coming back. 
It is. Oh, absolutely. So the third and highest level, well, I don't know if it's the highest level. I think there's actually considered more levels. But the third level of operating Thetan usually um, requires around $100,000 to reach or more. That, again, is that if you don't have to repeat any of the other levels, if you don't, because pretty much if you get up there and you have any problems, you got to start from the beginning. It's not like you go back to the next level. you got to like go all right. the way back to the beginning and start over. Yep. And that's how they make all this money off you. Um, when you reach that level, you have to sign a confidentiality agreement because they don't want you to tell the world what, what happens, when, what, they, what now is being revealed to you when you reach that level. Uh, there have been people that have broken that and have let people know what actually happens. Uh, of course, they sue them because that's what they do. Um, <laughs> and they believe that 750 million years ago, or an alien being called Xenu was a dictator of the Galactic Confederation. <laughs> Before he was overthrown, okay, he brought a bunch of humans to a slave planet, which is now called Earth, 750 million years ago, and threw them all into a volcano and killed them. Well, they weren't humans, right? They were no, they alien were humans. souls. They, they were humans, according to, depending on which one you look at, they were like, because we are actually, in a way just like the other alien worshipers, we come from aliens, technically. We were seeded by aliens. So according to what I I, they, my research was, they said they were human souls. Yeah, I think they were technically alien souls because humans were on planets. These souls like came out of the volcano, right? And then they found the, the, these, the Yeah, but I, the one I listened to said, the, the ones I, I listened to two different <laughs> and read two different things, and they said that they were actually humans that they brought here. They, before we came to being, that they were humans that were thrown in. But it, you know what? We it, can really make way, it up. Right yeah, now. we really I could. I think they were Sasquatches. They so could be Sasquatches. I think they were elves. But, yeah. um, you know, they were, th anyway, these beings. All right, were, go with what you they, have. They were, they were the ones that he didn't like. This was considered a penal planet, Earth, and they were thrown into the volcano and killed them. But since the Thetan, their soul, is immortal, that the souls came out. But because they were murdered in a volcano by the alien dictator <laughs> Zeno, they are now like evil and negative beings. And so they go around the world attaching themselves to humans with their negativity. And You're you giving need... me pneumonia right now because yeah, you just said Zeno like... <laughs> Five times. Five times. And so those negative emotions that we get that we don't know where they came from that are not from our past lives are these these thetans from these alien beings that have attached themselves to us. And we now need to be cleansed or cleared of these thetans. That makes sense. Which can only happen through auditing. Which, totally. let's say, technically what they're talking, what where he stole that from, when he decided, because this all happened when he decided to make this a religion, where he stole right. that from, is Christianity, that there are demons and that demons right. will influence humans and oppress humans. And that's literally where, and, and we believe that sometimes we do need healing or we do need uh, spiritual intervention. Uh, we do need to be, we do need, not, not because I hate when people talk about uh, exorcism, that's not what we're talking about, but we do need, we do need deliverance in a way from, from sometimes from things we do, you know, and, and praying for people and God moving in their lives breaks well, that yeah, demonic oppression. A lot of people are oppressed. Exactly. Um, and here's the thing with, that I would say about Christianity, because you get uh, atheists and secularists who say, well, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, the, the difference, first of all, would be, you know, it's not some 
bat crazy thing that came out of some sci-fi writer. Right. But we there's a, there's evidence there's there's documented evidence throughout history, especially in the 18 and uh, early 1900s in yeah. the uh, Indonesia and different places in Asia of of demonic manifestation. That's right, absolutely. And there's still um, there's still yeah, ones. and it still goes on all over, but absolutely. especially in these areas where a lot of actually a lot of skeptical uh, theologians, as a matter of fact, one uh, I forgot his name, uh, Nevius, I think he was a He's a Presbyterian guy, so he was very skeptical about uh, supernatural stuff. Thought it was for the for the ancient days, you know, yeah. beliefs from the ancient days. Well, he went over, and his mind was completely changed. Um, oh, absolutely. And he stayed over as a mission. But I would say that there's there's evidence for that. There's there's documented uh, eyewitness facts for that. But. Oh, absolutely. And and atheists and people who worship science. And humanism would say, oh, well, that's just mental illness and you don't understand mental illness and you're just – and that's not true. There's just too much evidence of the fact that there are demonic beings. And there are demonic beings – most cultures in all of history believe in, in demonic entities, that there are demonic the, beings. And, well, and, the funny thing about the atheists is if they say, oh, there's no evidence for these demons, you could say, I saw a flying saucer last night. They'll be like, oh, man, where? Did you yeah, get picked right. Up? No, there's no evidence for that. <laughs> but we're – you know – we're not crazy for that, but they, you know, we're crazy because we believe in demons, but they're not crazy because they believe in aliens. Again, it's ridiculous. So in a lot of ways, though, you're taking something that is true in Christianity and bringing it into a, it's really kind of masterful if you think about it, bring it to a level that an atheist or a science worshiper can actually accept. Oh, well, these are aliens. You know what I'm saying? They're just right. aliens. And that makes sense to me then because aliens makes more sense than demons. It's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. but but any because demons have people have believed in demons for millions and millions, well thousands and thousands of years, and this whole idea that aliens is a new thing. But it's just a way of of taking something that is true and twisting it just enough to to appeal to a broader audience. That's really what he's doing. But sure. when you get to this third level, uh, it's very dangerous to reach the OT level three because he bel he said that that there that you will then get very ill and be infected with uh, deathly diseases if you're not ready for that. So if you try to reach OT level three and you're not ready for that, you will literally die. You could mm -hmm. literally die. So that's that's why only certain people can do it. Only those that have paid enough money and have gone through the clearing enough times, then they can they can reach this level. So again, you see this very cultic idea. And that, then, of course, you have to sign a confidentiality agreement so that because they don't really want this out. They actually, uh, the Church of Scientology tends to sue people that talk about this because they don't actually want you to know that this is what L. Ron Hubbard preached. Well, they signed a billion year contract, Jay. Yeah, a billion year contract. A right, billion yeah. year contract. A billion year contract, that's right, yeah. That's so right. they shouldn't be talking for at least a billion uh, years. At least, you know. And, and, they, since their Satan lives on forever, in a billion years they can talk about it. Um, okay, so we talked about the litigation. This is when then they started to see, uh, they tried to get him for tax evasion, and he said, "No, I'm a church. I don't have to pay taxes." And they said, "Yes, you do." And then they went through a thousand over a thousand lawsuits and twenty five years of litigation before finally they caved and said, "All right, you're a church. You don't have to pay these." Which taxes. I believe it's it's funny because like they have a cross with like a star or something in the center of it, yeah, like their yeah. symbol. And they have nothing to do with the cross. I think it's Not basically to make it look like a church. But it is. It is. It's, yeah, that, it's just crazy. But it's funny because they believe that at some point in time, like all these images, like Jesus wasn't even real. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Buddha, all the all the religions all over the place were downloaded into our brains or something like that, yeah, the, like a long time ago. Real, by Thetans, probably, or by uh, yeah, by um, Xenu. Yeah, because when you talk, if you talk to one of them, they'll they'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, Jesus isn't real. So in 1986, um, L. Ron Hubbard had died short before, uh, shortly before then. They determined that L. Ron Hubbard no longer needed a body. Um, to be able to communicate to them. And so he continues to write and study and let them know about the universe and about Scientology, even though he's dead because his date lives on. Uh, this was determined by their new leader, David Miscavige. And he is the one that really... Um, L. Ron Hubbard is really just kind of a, a shyster and a con man. Yeah. Uh, David Miscavige is the well, so one is that's really considered... Miscavige. Yeah, Maskovich is really considered violent and cultic and abusive to his members and is the one that's really been suing everybody and you can't follows people around and hires people to destroy people's lives. He's the one that's really accused of that more than L. Ron Hubbard. If um, you yeah, if you get a chance, check out one of his interviews in like the nineties. Yeah. And he's talking about how uh psychiatrists I only watch a little bit of it, but how psychiatrists he's he's arguing against them and stuff, but his eyes are crazy. Oh yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't believe in psychiatry. Uh, neither did Al Ron Hubbard. He believed that the only way is through. Oh yeah, well that's one of their. That's one of their biggest things. They want to just like uh, Tom Cruise, Matt Lauer. I think is where Tom Cruise just went off on Matt Lauer. Yes, about, he did. It was Matt Lauer. There was a whole interview where he went off on that. And I understand why they're against psychiatry because they are clinically insane. Oh, absolutely. So. <laughs> they absolutely find are. them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're loony. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is insane. I, I I feel like I don't know that he always was, but I think at this point he's he's been brainwashed or whatever to the cleared to the point where he's literally just not there. Well, I didn't think that until I watched that interview, and I also Lord. didn't think that until I saw so him crazy. saluting the painting, the portrait of Elron. Well, Elron's not really dead, and he's probably in the room with. They probably believe he's in the room because because that was like it's Michael very Jackson similar level crazy right. It's very similar to um, was it Joseph Smith where they believe that L. Ron Hubbard is pretty much at the same level as like God. Yeah, and and that well, they, every time Tom Cruise acts normal in a movie, I now think he should win an Oscar. <laughs> he should. Because, he should. I mean, really, seriously, he. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is also when they started bringing in the celebrities was, you know, cause L Ron Hubbard was not all about that, but then this is when he, his David's uh, I'm going to say, keep saying this cavage. Um, he, he decided that they needed celebrities in order to draw people in because they were losing people at this point. They weren't growing. People were thought they were crazy. So this is when they started to use celebrities with like John Travolta and Tom Cruise uh, to bring people in and uh, to try to recruit members. Um, also, so that they could have their money, that they could have their influence, and uh, they needed that in order for the church to grow because they're crazy. And everybody started knowing, learning that they were crazy. Everybody started seeing them as a cult. Meskavich uh, was trying to shore that all up. And uh, once L. Ron Hubbard died, because it really was a, a cult of personality, so once his personality was gone, there really was nothing to kind of keep people locked in. Right. And he needed to find ways to continue to keep people locked in. Um now there has we're going to get into some things that are unsubstantiated. Uh, they're substantiated by many witnesses, but they have never been proven in a court of law. Uh, 
One of them is that all of their auditing sessions are kept on tape. And they use those to yes. blackmail anybody who wants to leave or speak against them. Which they is, have massive files on everybody. Yes. So one of the reasons why a lot of these celebrities stick around is because they threaten to, they blackmail them and threaten them if they try to leave or speak against them. Which, from what I understand, is what they tried to do to um, Leah Remini. Or threatened yeah. to do, but apparently nothing ever really came out because I'd never heard anything bad about Leah Remini. Um, no, they, they came out with a ton of stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, Leah... I believe she like wrote a book that she basically book. she told everything she said. I'm, I'm I jumped ahead of them and went ahead and said, yeah, everything they say is true, but here's how crazy they are, basically. Right. Yeah. And you know they they don't want people people didn't want their dirty laundry getting out. It's like you know when you get counseling what? at church, uh, we you know you don't want your pastor telling everybody what you're struggling on with. Facebook. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people have said that like Travolta and Cruz. Um, won't get out because they have a lot of stuff on them. But the truth is Travolta thinks that Scientology, uh, that Elron is responsible for everything good in his life. And then Cruz is convinced that he and, and Mascovich and are the two most important human beings on the planet. Right. He actually said that right. LRH, he said this, he said, there's LRH, there's David Mascovich and there's me. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But I mean, can you really blame him for feeling that way? Because they kind of—that's what they've done to him. I mean, Leah Remini talked about that. How? Why yeah. would he leave? They treat him like a god. Right. He's literally yep. a god to them. Why in the world would he leave? And I think yeah, that I mean, there's some reality to that. That it is the perfect religion for yeah. uh, some celebrity. Yeah. yeah. And with I've never heard any. Just to be honest, I've never heard anything mean about Tom Cruise, other than no, the, I, you know, other than people that have been married to him. And usually it comes down to the Scientology thing, not really him in general. You know, I've never, nobody's ever really said Tom Cruise uh, beats his wife or Tom Cruise, you know, rapes children or you never really hear anything about it. Everybody usually says he's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. I mean, the uh, worst thing I think he's ever done is jump on Oprah's couch. Yeah, I mean, he's crazy. He, he <laughs> A lot of people have said he's crazy, but not in a way that like he's psycho crazy, more just he's goofy. You know, it's, it's right. kind of, uh, the only person I've ever heard, literally, that has, most people say that is nicer than him um, is um, Keanu Reeves, who I don't think anybody's ever said a mean word about Keanu Reeves. But, um, I mean, the guy's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. But I've heard a lot of things about Tom Cruise. Like, he's always positive. He's really nice. He's a sweetheart. I, I haven't never really heard anything negative about him. Now, could be that Scientology is keeping that quiet. But uh, I really just think that, Honestly, the guy's not a bad guy. He's just crazy. I mean, he seems like a decent person, and he really yeah. believes in Scientology. Like the K, when in his yeah. interview where he's rambling on, he says KSW, and it's keeping Scientology working. Right. And it's like this this thing that he's really into, and he is serious about it. He's yeah. serious because there aren't casual Scientologists. No, if you're a Scientologist, not. you're all in. If if you're in, you that's do right. what it tells you to do. That's right. And you don't look at other things. You don't study any other versions of things that um, you only right. study what Big Brother allows, basically. Well, so to a degree, I don't. To a degree, I you kind of got to respect that uh, because that's one of the problems that we have in any religion, particularly Christianity. We have wishy-washy Christians. Yeah, true. We've all yeah. been. I've been. We don't really practice what we preach. We don't really believe it. 
Right. Jesus talked about that continually. That was one of the biggest problems he had was he looked at people like, you know, where's your faith? You don't really believe this. You say you do, but then yeah. when it really comes down to practicality, the practice. Well, if you, you say you believe it. something, you're going to act. Exactly. You know, and that's what Tom Cruise in his, in his interview where he's go, where he's kind of a nut. It's like, well, at least he believes in something and he actually because he says, I, you know, I love Scientology because I can do. And I, I just do. I do something. You know, he rambles on and you don't understand them. But he's talking about it says to do something. You do it. Yeah. You know, you drive by an accident. Yeah. You go over there and you stop. You help that person. You know, so. Oh, absolutely. And I agree with that. And yeah. um, I think that there's some reality to that. I don't believe that's really what Scientology preaches. I think that's just his kind of view of it. But, um, I, you know, the, the reality of it is, is that we don't really, and particularly when you talk to unbelievers, they don't understand believers. It's one of the reasons right. why they look at Islam and they talk about radical Islam. No, there is there there. I'm not saying that there aren't people that are that are that are evil. I'm just saying that people who really believe what the Quran says and put that into practice are not radical. They're believers, and we don't understand that because, particularly, um, people who are not what we would we would call religious are not believers. They don't they don't believe any kind of religion should dictate your life to you. You right. it should have a place on your belief should have a place up here and that's where it stays and if that infects anything else it needs to stay there it can't dictate your life because then it's crazy well that's not belief well, right and and here's the thing with um back to uh, scientologists are right. there are they're after purity yeah and so that's why there's no casual scientologists sure but also with with the whole thing with this um the uh people who have faith are, are uh, controlled by their faith or whatever they say. Well, I would say that those who follow God's word and follow the law yeah. are actually more free than those who don't. Absolutely. Because those who don't follow, follow the law are actually yeah. addicted and controlled by their own passions. Absolutely. And so you take, take a young kid, for example. Take one young kid who his parents let him get away with everything, right. and he doesn't have a lot of law sure. or a lot of order. Well, there's another kid who has a lot of order and a lot of law. And as these kids get older, once they're teenagers, one is free to not obey his own passions, to actually submit to authority, to actually go to have a job right. and actually have a disciplined mind at this job. And sure. actually, actually sure. he has freedom, whereas the one who uh, didn't have law, didn't have an order or structure, yeah. is going to be, you know, follow his own passions. So he, he's imprisoned. You know, so that, I mean, that's how I would explain it to. No, I agree. I agree. So that's why uh, you don't see people who had law and structure in their life jumping on couches. <laughs> no, you don't. But I no, I do agree with that. But I I do think that there is this idea sometimes where we don't really understand belief. We even 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 those of us who believe. A lot of times right. we kind of put it on a shelf like, well, I believe in God and I'm a believer. I go to church, but, well, I, I, I don't feel like paying my tithes, so I'm not going to. Or I don't I don't really, you know, I, I got sick, or uh, so therefore I'm not really going to trust the Lord. I'm, I'm going to trust. Not that there's anything wrong with going to medicine, but we don't really put allow it to dictate us. Or, you know what, I don't want to get in trouble at work because I messed up, so I'm going to lie. You know, right. we, we, we don't really put it into practice. We don't really allow it to dictate our character and what we're going to do. And 
and Scientologists well, we that you have to be you can't like you said you can't be halfway you got to be all in it's got to dictate that's what that's what you see in cults you, you in order to be in a cult you either got to be born into it and indoctrinate into it or you've got to really believe it because yeah. it dictates everything you know, Christianity, yeah, it dictates my life, but I'm allowed to go to the movies and I'm allowed to eat whatever I want. I'm allowed to, to go outside if I want to go outside. I can go online and, and read up on Scientology, for instance, and that's not a sin. Scientologists, they can't go and read up on Christianity and study it, really, because, oh, my gosh, you know, it's, it's against what you believe. I'm not saying necessarily, but that's what you hear from people who have left these compounds, you know, because there well, are compounds. There's about... one in Clearwater. There's one in California where they have all these kids and all these college-age kids that have been raised in this, that they're indoctrinated, and they can't leave. Like, they can't – this is their whole life. They can't go out and go to college. They can't – they're dissuaded from going to college because why would you want to go to college? Everything you need is right here. And, and the Christians, we don't act that way, not necessarily. We believe that Christianity right. is everything, but we don't act that way. It's okay to go to college. It's okay to, to, to have a life out – you know, to, to, because Christianity applies – to life, you don't have to. You don't have to keep us in a safe zone in order for us to 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 not fall away. But but cults, you have to because once the truth is known about them, people leave. So you've got to keep them in a constant state of of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, ignorance about what's really going on. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Maskevich, own his own dad even had to escape. Like he yeah, had to that's right, yeah. plan out his little escape from this uh, compound. Yeah. But when you talk, the Truth Project asked this question: Do you really believe what you believe? Yeah. And it's something that a lot, like you said, a lot of Christians, if you ask, we actually ask them: Do you really believe what you believe, or is it just a convenient sure. uh, morality religion? And I think it's a lot that that's the case a lot of times. Yeah, it's just a you know a casual Christianity. I um, think I don't think there's anybody that really believes in nothing. You're a believer in whatever we had talked about this earlier. You're a believer in in your own worldview. So atheists tend to be scientific in their worldview. So their religion is science, even when there is no evidence. Whatever science says, they believe. And right. that becomes their worldview. Um, uh, yeah, your worldview is evolution, shaped by... Big Bang. You know, it yeah. is shaped. And so Scientologists, their worldview is shaped by Scientology. And they, be, you know, they have to believe that. That's their worldview. They believe in that worldview. And, and that is everything. That worldview is the world worldview we should all believe. And uh, so everybody believes in something. So this idea that nobody believes in anything is a lie. Everybody has faith. Everybody lives their life through faith in some way, shape, or form. Whether it be in God, whether that, that faith may be wishy-washy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Christians can have a wishy-washy faith. But generally their worldview is Christianity. They believe that. They believe it's truth. It dictates well, their Well, as Christians, worldview. our worldview is shaped by God's word. Absolutely. Should be. And the problem a lot of times with the, with the church is that God's word is not what it shapes, or they question God's word. Sure. And you think about Adam and Eve, what led to their fall was questioning God's word, God's yeah. authority. Yeah. So, so but, but you're right. I mean, yeah. nobody is neutral. Nope. And Christians have to, we, we have to be firm in that, in that state, from the Christian standpoint that, yeah, we're not neutral. We operate with presuppositions. Yes. And we are going to be consistent. And so, 
Mr. Atheist or this guy over here. We're not going to allow you to reach your your uh, godless hands into our uh, value system right. and pull values from our God. Because sure. if, if what you say is true, then there should be no, no morality yeah. or no value to humanity. Sure. But we say that human, humans are valuable because we're created in God's image. Right. And that's the very first thing we learn about ourselves in our, in our worldview. Yeah, but, absolutely. And again, anyway, back to Scientology. <laughs> I'm trying to find jokes about Scientology, but all I'm finding, so check this all out. that, all I'm finding are doc, are, are are articles on how Scientology is the joke. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard, I can't find any. Go ahead, T- what were you saying? Tony Ortega writes this uh, book, um, but he's like a beat writer for Scientology. Yeah, like he he just you know writes. That's all he does. But he said that they actually have like a spy wing, right. and it's called like a Office of Special Affairs now. Oh, so yeah. you don't casually go to church. I know you can't just drop in. They have this like register, and they keep records. But in July eighth, nineteen seventy seven, right. Tony Ortega wrote about this woman who uh, uh, Scientology. They called her Miss Lovely, right? And her name was Paulette Cooper, and she wrote the first first journalist to exposed Scientology in 1971, and they went after her like crazy. Oh, yeah. And so she faced 15 years in prison. She almost committed suicide. Yep, they just gave her a really hard time. Yeah. And so they asked Tony Ortega, well, how do you know, know that Miss uh, Paulette Cooper is innocent? Right. Well, this happened in 1977. Scientology was the subject of the largest FBI, FBI raid in U- U.S. history. Yeah, they were. Yep. And they were raided because Scientology had pulled off the biggest infiltration of our federal government in our country's history. Right. And for years they had been stealing documents out of the government office and they were raided and, and, and in these documents of evidence that they right. found, uh, they found some that Paulette had been framed. Right. And so it, it's just bizarre, man. It's, it's crazy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it is crazy. It, it, absolutely. That's why it's hard to find any jokes on it because it is a joke in itself. <laughs> But it's, it is. They, really? They're yeah, very really. dangerous. They sue people. Uh, you're not allowed to talk about talk against them. Uh, it's bad. I mean, and you, you're not. It's worse than almost every other religion trying to get out of Scientology. It's terrible. So. And their leader talks to fruit. He does talk to fruit because they cry and they scream from their thetans. But if you watch the. Um... If you watch the entire uh, ceremony where they're giving Tom Cruise this fake award, it like it's cr- the cringe level increases as the ceremony goes on, and then at the end they salute L. Ron Hubbard, his portrait, and he goes hip hip, and they all like yell, and then he says hip hip, and they all yell, and they're like clapping. Yeah. It's totally like Nazi Germany, man. Oh, they're they're a cult. I mean, that's the thing about they're a cult. They they really are a cult. There there's no there's no in-between about it. They are a cult. It really just simply they're a cult. There, there's no, there's nothing else about it. It's just they're a cult. I mean, you don't see people in wheelchairs yeah. in Scientology <laughs> because they have this slogan, we make the able more able. Really? I didn't know that. That's one of their slogans. Yeah, it's a money-making cult. And any religion where the leader's filthy rich creeps me out. I know. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, well, Christians make you give one-tenth of your income. Well, that's, for one, we don't make you. It's a principle. 
the tithe has been going on for thousands and thousands of years. It's not like it, we came up with it. We actually got it from Judaism. And it's not required. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to go to hell if you don't pay your tithe. You know, it's not the way it works. But in Scientology, you can't move forward. You can't reach the operating thetan levels without paying money. There's no way around it. It's a money-making scheme. It was created by a scientific science fiction author. It's, it's really literally if George Lucas came out and said that the Force and Jediism was, was real. It's really all it is. And for people to believe it, it's just crazy. Um, you know, I don't fault anybody, particularly if they're born in this. But, uh, and, and, you know, we love everybody. And, and we don't believe that anybody who's a Scientologist is crazy other than Tom Cruise. And maybe the leaders. You know, it's not. We're not. You just said, that. you just said something that triggered something in my head. <laughs> the, it's I, I I need to put this plug out. So okay, go ahead. If you aren't sure of what you want in life, fill out this form, and you will find purpose and certainty. Grab a hold of these cans to this e-meter, and we'll tell you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just fifty dollars, please. For a start, everything good in your life will come from this. It's crazy, though. But anyway, so that's Scientology. Uh, for those of you that were ever wondering what, what it is, it is not a Christian sect. Um, it is I not still really don't know what it is. Uh, I really don't either. Even the closest thing I can say is that it's a, it's a cult. It's a, it's a money-making shyster scheme created by a science fiction author. But at its base, it goes back to alien worship in a lot of ways. But it's a, it's a monogamy of every kind of major religion, really, with the exception of um, Islam. It, it pretty much is a mixture of all every all these ideas kind of rolled into one. That's really what it is. But for those of you that have ever wondered, go ahead, what were you saying? Yeah, so, I mean, if you have some unseen entities which attach <laughs> themselves to you and That's you want to, you wanna, you're, you're bored, try it out. It's, yeah. you know, go ahead, kind go of, ahead. I, kind of like a new cream. Just try it, it is, out. Yeah. I mean, all you need to do is attach a lie detector test to your head. Or do a tomato. <laughs> Probably better off you attach to a tomato. Man, and, the lawn know. is screaming out <laughs> as you cut it. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Again, well, I mean, think about it. That goes back to this nature worship that a lot of people do in today's yeah. world. You know, don't cut down any trees ever. Don't kill any animals. It's very similar. They just take from everything to kind of become this broad appeal to everyone. And they can draw you in, and then, then you pay them all this money to reach this level where you realize they're crazy. And at that point, then, they're like, oh, well, if you leave, we're going to destroy you. That's really what it is. So, so they draw you in with all these, with, with all these base uh, generic ideas because you, a lot of people don't want to buy into one religion, so they buy you know all these generic ideas. Oh, I love animals, and I don't believe in killing animals. I believe animals have a soul, and plants have a soul. Oh, hey, you believe that too? Great. So kind of, oh, and you're going to help me come better and change my thinking and all the positive energy, and you're going to get rid of negative energy? Well, that's a big deal in today's world. A lot of people buy into that. And I mean, so, look, people are eating Tide, tide Pods. <laughs> so, you know, I don't put it anything past I, i'm not maybe that's anymore. what happens in scientology once you reach that third level of operating theta and they start feeding you tide pods maybe so, that's yeah could be or you're huffing either way you're being cleared but anyway if you if you enjoyed this episode again uh you can contact us at the christian sage at uh, gmail.com uh the christian sages at gmail.com you can find us at the christian sages.com 
where you can find our blog, you can find links to our YouTube channel and uh, f- f- uh, other episodes. You can find us on Anchor FM, uh, also on Spotify and various other places where uh, podcasts are, are, are carried. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, just remember that, uh, you know, even though we're going, we're just, this is really for an informative purpose. Yeah, we're having fun with it. Yes, it is crazy. But really, as Christians, we should love these people. There are people that need Jesus just like anybody else. This, yeah. You know, this isn't about trying to make fun of them, although it's really hard not to. It's really just getting out there the ideas that this is what these people believe. This is what these other religions right. believe. And when you measure that up to the actual truth and you actually see what these people believe, you realize just how far from the truth it really is. Um, yeah, it should. Yeah, I agree with you. It should break your heart. It does break your heart. But this, but having this information will enable you then to to pray for, uh, to witness to, and to love people who are Scientologists, who have been caught into this uh, false religion a lot more. Just like people who worship science as a religion, for people who worship aliens as a religion, for people who worship the paranormal, uh, and and, uh, uh, anyone, Wiccans, devil worshippers, the idea is that we love them. And understanding what it is that the deception is that, that they've been fed helps us then minister to them better. And that's really what this is also to help you not get kind of caught up into this because right. just, you know, a lot of these religions, they like, like Scientology, they feed you a lot of stuff that seems really good at first before they get you into, they get you down the road into something that you're really looking around going, wait a minute, this is nowhere near what I thought it was. And now you're stuck in something that's really way out there. It's just, it's that idea right. that when two lines together, if one of them deviates even a small amount for a long period of time, it doesn't seem like they're far apart from each other, but a mile down the road, they're so far apart that they don't even, you can't even recognize each other or see each other anymore. And that's what happens with, with false doctrines. What happens with lies. They always feed you just enough truth that for a long time, it seems like, well, that, that makes sense. That's truth. But then way down the road, it becomes something that's so far from the truth that you can't even see the truth anymore. Yeah, and I wanted to say one more thing. Sure. If you and I, one of us goes missing, or both of us go missing <laughs> after this episode, please check out the Big Blue, or maybe yeah. Clearwater, Florida. Yeah, Clearwater, Florida. Or Los Angeles. Los, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. That where the Big Blue is? Uh, Riverside, I think, California. Uh, yeah. Something like that. All right. Well, we love you all. Uh, as it, you know, we really would love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests, you just have questions that you'd like to answer for us to answer that you'd like to ask us, whether it be doctrinal questions, whether it be questions about Scientology, uh, we'd love to answer those questions, and we will give you links. We will send you links uh, where we got the information from. If it's biblical, we'll give you uh, the scriptures that we got and where we got it from. Uh, coming up, we're going to be hopefully having some interviews. Uh, Looking to interview my brother, Pastor Kiefer uh, from Living Word Church, my father. Uh, Pastor Bill Kiefer and possibly um, another friend of ours on when we get into Satanism. His name is Will Foster. He was a Satanist for a long time before he got saved. And so we're going to look to be trying to interview him as well. So look forward. To, we're looking forward to that. Uh, keep keep looking. Keep checking out our uh, stuff. And uh, hopefully that will you know, you can catch that out in the future. I'm stumbling over my words here. Again, we are failing to land. <laughs> we have crashed. Yeah, the Thetans are getting on me here. They're causing me to stumble my words. So, Or it's just Scientology. Whoa. Scientology has sent Thetans after us. Anyway. All right, yeah. love you all. Have a wonderful night. And hope, sorry we didn't have any jokes, but since Scientology itself is a joke, really couldn't find any. So have a great night.
<laughs> Good night. Good night.